me tell you about Anchor by Spotify, which is the easiest way to make a podcast and the app that I use to make this podcast, Five Blue Firefighter. It's everything you need all in one place. First, Anchor has all the tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. If you host off Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and many others. Everything you need all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, download Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. My name is Nick Higgins, firefighter and author of the Five Tool Firefighter book. Each week, we bring you an inspiring message or person to help you become the best version of yourself you could be. This journey is for the long haul, not the short. Now let's start our journey to becoming the best version of ourselves we could be. Welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Firefighter. Today's episode, we are actually going to talk a little bit about what's in the book, stuff that I wrote in Chapter 3, Firematics. And I'm going to break this down over a few episodes because I don't want to overload one episode with every little piece of information and it's overwhelming and you don't really get the information that I'm really trying to bring out. And I really hope the information I'm bringing out in this episode and in the next couple episodes when I talk about this topic is that you understand understand what I'm saying rather than just kind of listening to it and having to go back a thousand times because I might have covered so many different things that it was so much to digest in in one sitting but not to say you shouldn't go back and listen to it again just saying I don't want to overload too much information into one episode Um, because I just felt that by doing it this way you can really hear what I'm what I'm getting across the points I'm making and why I'm feeling so passionate about what I'm about to talk about with you guys today's episode. This episode is really going to be about Chapter 3 in a, a part of Chapter 3, really. The part of firematics on building construction. And, and what I'm just going to discuss today by myself, there's no guests, is why building construction is so important. And the pros and cons of fire-resistive Type 1 construction and non-combustible, limited combustible type 2 construction. Further episodes, we'll get into type 3, type 4, type 5, and then we'll get a little hybrid. These are very short episodes, 20, 30 minutes at most, to just listen to, on your way to work, listen at the gym, free time, but nothing to overload you with too much information, too much time, and you guys can take something away from it. So let's get into this. Building construction, written in a five-tool firefighter. This is imperative. As firefighters, we know this is imperative that we know our enemy. We know everything we can know about our enemy. And in a sense, we talk about the fire of the enemy, the building the enemy. Majority of the time, the building is the enemy. And without understanding our enemy, it really becomes a difficult feat to, to defeat. It's a very difficult task to defeat something that you don't really have an understanding or any knowledge about. So... When I talk about being a successful firefighter, a well-rounded firefighter of any capacity, probationary, moving up into the first few years on the job, senior firefighters, mid-level firefighters, officers, does not matter. No matter what apparatus, what level of rank, any area in the world, understanding and have a solid foundation of building construction is vital. 
it's it's not just knowing the types. Like you can repeat them back and you can tell them what the contents are inside it. That's great. That really is great that you can understand that information, that textbook knowledge of what it is. But that's not going to get you to the next plateau, to get to the next level of success. Because you can identify that, but can you identify what the key areas are under fire conditions? And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode today of type one and type two. The greatest thing we can do is have the ability to identify the types and how they will react under fire conditions while in that moment. So in order to be able to do that, you have to train on it. You have to read, study, practice, go out and identify these buildings during your pre-playing stages, during your fire alarm activations, when you're just on a day off or just hanging out in different areas. Might not be your response here, it might be another town, another city, whatever. Take a look around and see what type of building you're in. Test your knowledge, test your mind, and say, hey, it might be off today, but this looks like a type two building. This is like a type one building. Let me take a little further look at that. Not to say go walk around and inspect the place, but just as you're sitting in a restaurant or a store or a mall, walking around the streets on the outside, identified from the outside. It's a great way to test your building knowledge without even having to say a word to anybody. Just put it in the back of your mind. Take pictures. But let's get into it because before I start, really, a lot of this information, I'm not an expert. I, I'm never claiming to be an expert, never claiming to know everything because I don't. This is just the, the basics of everything that you can know, things you can know. To really understand building construction is to read the books. Francis Brannigan's books. I, I have them. They're great books. Vincent Dunn. Excellent. Tremendous. On what he's brought to the table with firefighting and building construction. Chief Mike Turpak. Great books on his stuff. And then there's other guys. Chris Nam. He's out there doing tremendous work on building construction. Fire behavior with respect to it. And everything else. And there's so many, so many great people out there that are talking building construction for the fire service in many different ways. So believe me, this is not something I'm taking any credit for. This is something that when I've read, I've put it in my own words, I've learned from different people and just try to find what is I find to be the most important areas with respect to just getting the gist before you really dive deep. And to really want more. That's what, that's what really the firefighter, the 5-2 firefighter is. It's, it's to start you off for the next level. So no more rambling. Let's get into it. Type 1 construction. What is it? It's fire-resistive construction. Well, for those who don't know, and for those who do know, it's a good refresher. But what does it refer to? It's a building that has the ability to resist maximum fire spread for an extended period of time, right? Why? It's, it, it's made that way to... In order to keep the fire at bay or within a room. Textbook definition, right? We could say that all day long. It's also thought to be the most resistive to fire spread and also to collapse. Okay, so we understand that. That's the first thing we need to understand. Well, how do we know that? What is it made of? It, the structural components. The structural components of type one. Masonry and steel. The steel in this case of the structure is protected by either an encasement of concrete or a protective membrane. 
What that's going to do is going to protect the steel from any exposure to heat and fire unless it's altered throughout the lifespan of the building. Now, there's many ways this could have been altered. Negligence, defecating, you know, vandalism, alterations of the building could change that. Now, we'll keep that aside. That's a good pro to having this type of structure is that the steel is encased in concrete. That's, that's a good thing to know at the very moment. It's the most strongest to collapse, the strongest against fire spread. But what is that telling us? It's also telling us something else. The, the, the materials of this building, like we said, concrete, masonry, steel. Well, if you're gonna slow down the fire spread, you're also you're going to do something else. You're going to create a lot of heat. And heat in this in this instance is the greatest enemy due to the ability of fire spread. Because we have a limited fire spread, we're going to obtain more heat because the fire really has nowhere to go. Not this is not only by the materials, but also because we talked about the compartmentalization. The majority of buildings of type one are compartmentalized. So because of that, in a fire resistive structure, steel and concrete, protected steel, concrete, where's fire really gonna go? It's gonna stay in these compartmentalized rooms, these boxes, and it's gonna keep heating and heating and heating, hopefully burn itself out. Great, that, that's wonderful. But then you also have to think of that's not always the case. Renovations, alterations, new owners, new tenants, who knows what it could be. Open floor plans start coming into play. Modernization of the buildings come into play. We don't want we don't want these compartmentalized rooms anymore. We want big open rooms. Fill more people in one room. Be collaborative. If it's an office setting, right? Big store. That's great. What's that gonna do? What is it gonna do when you have an open space in a type one construction that's steel and concrete? Well, you're going to have uninterrupted fire spread. What does that tell firefighters? Uninterrupted fire spread in a type one construction is going to tell us what? Your hose line decision making, your hose stream, and your reach is crucial at this point because you will need that for a successful fire suppression. What's also saying, and we always know that hose line selection is important on every scene, especially now. The type of line you're going to pull in, because you're going to a type 1 construction, heavy fire spread. And are you going to go in with a combi nozzle? Are you going to go with a smooth bore? Two and a half? What are you going to go? How are you going to, what line are you pull? What nozzle are you going to use? All plays part now. Now that you have an open floor plan. I'd say it didn't before, but even largely now with the open floor plan, high heat, now high fires, now high, heavy fire, a lot of decisions to be made and understanding what's really going on in this building. But what also is going to do, it's the search operations are now going to change. From searching a compartmentalized room, you're going to start thinking more of an open, large mass area search using search ropes and lights and different types of things to, to keep the crew together 
for crew orientation and cognitability, but also to make sure you maximize your, your search as quickly and most efficiently as you can. Because you need to cover larger areas at a much faster rate under not really ideal conditions. Not to say we ever have ideal conditions, but working at a lot faster rate in a much larger room, a lot of heat, will affect the firefighters. And the best part about this structure is the windows. Generally, these windows were not made to open. They're just there to look out. So lack of ventilation is something that you're going to encounter in these types of structures. However, go to the roof. Go to the roof if you cannot break a window. If a window cannot be broken open for ventilation purposes, go to the roof. What do we have? We have bulkhead doors. Scuttles, skylights. Any amount of ventilation can help relieve a crew working inside. High heat, heavy fire. Very, very detrimental to firefighters. Survivability rates for victims, very low. Keep it in mind. Understand what the, the pros and cons of type 1. There they are. Steel concrete. Protected steel high heat, potential for fire spread, depending on open floor plan, compartmentalization, very high heat in very small and smaller areas. So we get into type two. The other one we're gonna talk about today, type two is what? Non-combustible, limited combustible. Ooh, wait a minute now. Doesn't that kind of sound like type one? Yes, it does kind of sound like type one, but now it's limited combustible as opposed to fire resistant. But why? Well, this is referring to a building with steel components, structural components made of concrete and steel, but are unprotected. The steel now is not protected in a membrane or any type of masonry or any type of concrete. It is exposed steel. They might be painted, but that doesn't really mean much. Might be some type of coating on that now. Doesn't matter. It is unprotected steel. So we're going to get into what are the main concerns when you're dealing with a type two construction exposed steel. Well, you have the exposed steel is one concern. And the other thing is the steel deck roof. There's your other concern. Why is that so important? Well, steel in any time, anywhere, exposed to high heat during a sizable fire. The framework of the structure and the support system of the roof, most of the time is lightweight construction. Lightweight steel bar, joist, truss, is prone to what? Collapse. Prone to collapse. Let's think about that. Exposed steel, the roof, truss, steel, high heat, collapse. We should pull up to a type two, just think that right away. High heat, exposed steel, truss. We all know what happens when we hit truss. This could happen within minutes, depending on the, the arrival, depending on how long this fire has been burning. And also sometimes without any warning. But if you need to understand the warnings, or you want to be able to locate this, if firefighters are operating inside of this structure, structure standing, you know, this is a type two, and you're looking outside, doesn't matter who you are, and you see 
the steel. Now, once it's weakened, it's going to push out the exterior walls. And we start seeing exterior walls pushing out. The collapse of the roof is, is eminent. What happens to, this, to the roof? It collapses onto the structure. But the one thing to understand about this is the type of steel, the thickness of the steel in these structures vary. So one type two construction on one end of the block might have two inches thickness. Down the other end of the block, it might have a inch and a half thickness. That could potentially change depending on how high, high the heat, the sizable fire, how long, everything else could change how long this steel holds under fire. But the main, the main component of fighting a fire in a type two construction is the roof, the steel deck roof, also known as what, Q-decking. And what, what's, what is this? Well, the Q-decking roof is a steel deck roof. The Q-decking is the bottom layer. What you're gonna have on top of that is hot liquid asphalt. And please don't ask me to pronounce the word that it's actually called because I cannot. The liquid asphalt. And what, and what they're doing to liquid asphalt is it's actually going to seep into the channels of the decking. And that is to waterproof it, to provide a, provide a ceiling for the Q-decking. Followed by a layer of insulation. And then another hot layer of the liquid asphalt. Once the foam insulation that was put on top of that first layer of asphalt, asphalt has dried. Again, the downside to all of this is the amount of heat under fire conditions. Just think about that. You have steel all around the building made up of steel and concrete, exposed steel at best. You have a truss roof of steel Q-decking. Asphalt. What is asphalt like in the summer? It's hot. Now, you took a liquid, hot liquid asphalt and it's dried. What's going to happen after that dries? And after it goes under fire conditions, I should say, what happens when it goes under fire conditions? It starts to again liquefy, going back into the hot liquid form. Because of that, it's, it has now a potential for fire spread. Hot liquid asphalt. Asphalt now liquefying, becoming excessively hot, dripping through the areas that it was sealed, sealing the key decking with. Dripping through those now open seams that you were protecting before. Well, now it's dripping in with fire under it. Now you have chances for spot fires. Secondary fires throughout the structure. So what I'm really going at with this chapter, with those two, is to understand this. Knowing the type of structure, knowing what it's made of is great. But understanding these little components of type one and type two, what happens when it hits fire conditions? What happens with firefighters inside? The roof, the heat, that's important. That is more important than knowing the type of structures in your sleep, inside and out, and talking about, well, it has made up of this, it's made up of that. That's, that is absolutely 100% vital to know the makeup how the building is made up it's absolutely important to know 
you have to know what happens to that type of that type of makeup when it hits fire conditions. You have to. Because if you cannot identify how these two structures of concrete and steel are affected by fire conditions, putting the fire out, rescuing victims, hopefully there aren't any, and save, potentially saving the structure is a lot more difficult. If you don't understand what's really going on inside of that structure with firefighters on the line. And that is crucial for every firefighter to know. From the nozzleman to the driver of an engine, to the roof firefighters, to the search firefighters. Does not matter who you are, backup firefighters, hydrant man, can man, does not matter. The one thing that matters is you know your building construction pros and cons, how it reacts to fire and heat under the conditions. That is the most important thing to understand and take away. You can know everything else, how it's made, the size of the thickness, the type of wood, the type of steel, everything. That You can know it all. But if you don't know how it behaves under fire conditions and what the fire and how the fire is going to behave in those buildings, you've already put yourself behind the eight ball. It puts yourself in a situation where you're going to start being more reactive than proactive to what you are fighting. The worst thing a fighter can be is reactive to its opponent. So, guys, that's all I have to say about today. We talked type one. We talked type two. Very short. Check it out. It's in the book, The Five-Tool Firefighter. You can pick this copy of the book up on Amazon in paperback and ebook. You can go on to firehousetribune.com slash shop. Pick up a paper copy on there as well. Those actually come directly from myself, and I do sign those. I can personalize them, whatever you want. Read it. Share it. And keep learning. Keep learning these areas of building construction, not just from what I wrote, but from the people that I've mentioned earlier, Francis Brannigan, Vincent Dunn, Mike Turpak, Chris Nam, to name a few, police, there's, there's many more out there, but to name a few. So pick up the book, read what I have to talk about here, and keep the knowledge of going of understanding building construction in every facet that you could possibly understand in it. And keep getting better. Keep getting better by, by educating yourself, sharing knowledge, training, taking care of yourself. Check out the firehousetribune.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and better yourself from our friends, Origin USA. Supplements, workout gear, lifestyle gear, Jocko Fuel products will help you with everything from brain cognition, muscle, muscle recovery, muscle strength, muscle endurance, better gut health, better overall health, vitamin D, Jocko Greens. It's all good for you. Just like knowing building construction is good for you. Check them out, originusa.com. Everything I'm talking about is going to be in the show notes, all the links to everything, the Fire Tribune stuff, the book, Origin USA, 
The Five Alarm Task Force Corp. Check them out. Check out their webinars. Listen to the podcast. Donate for firefighters to help firefighters. Everything's in the show notes. If you want anything from Origin USA, though, go on the website. You get 10% off using the promo code FHTribune. But please, guys, know about building construction. Understand it. Share it. Become the best version of yourself you could possibly be. Until next time, work hard, stay safe, and live inspired. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the 5 Tool Firefighter Podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please leave us a rating. And don't forget to pick up the book, The Five Tool Firefighter, available on Amazon at thefirehousetribune.com. Until next time, work hard, stay safe, and live inspired.